This is Dumb Line, the podcast of dumb crimes and even dumber criminals. Hello, welcome to another glorious episode of Dumb Line, the podcast that's like Dateline, but dumb. I want to read you a little something. Someday you will find me caught beneath the landslide in a champagne supernova in the sky. We all know that song. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm driving around today and I'm listening to Sirius XM and I have classic rewind on and Oasis comes up and I was blown away because cl- classic rewinds like s- songs from the cassette era, but I guess they're not really the cassette era, but I was like, man, they're the, the oldie station. Oasis was on the oldie station basically yeah. on XM Sirius. They weren't, uh, they weren't in the cassette era. I think they were definitely CD, right? They're like 2000s. Yeah. 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 But that album, Champagne Supernova came out in 1995. It's 27 years old. Is that right? Wow. That's right. Yeah, that's I mean, classic rock time. So I was just blown away today. It felt super the, old. The oldie station. Oh, like, plays like Molly Crude. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. 98. I remember they used to play back in the day. My mom would listen to it. It was like, yeah, it was like doop 50s, yeah, 60s. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah, and now no. it's like Nirvana. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, what do we got, Maria? We got a headline? Are we getting into a case? All right. Well, I think we, gonna... do we have to, you know, this is episode 10, double, double yeah. digits. Double digits. Yeah, everybody, thanks for, thanks for continuing to listen. Okay, we are going to start with a dumb headline. Sweet. Extra, extra, read all about it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This one's from May 22nd, 2022 on NOLA.com, a news outlet in New Orleans. They tried to smuggle foreigners and cocaine into Louisiana. Their boat ran out of fuel. (laughs) So my advice is if you're smuggling anything, anything, but especially cocaine and humans, you might want to be sure you have enough fuel to get you to your destination. That would be a wise decision. Solid advice. Bring oars at least something. Oars would be, yeah, I mean. Just floating out there. Yeah, just floating out there. You can't even run away. It's not like you're on land, and if your no, car no, no. runs out of gas, you can, you can still run away. Paddle, quick, paddle, yeah, paddle. Just everybody overboard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay. Sources for today's episode include season one, episode three of a show called The Fatal Flaw, which is new by 2020. <laughs> that, ser- that episode is called On the Rocks. Um, other sources include ABC News and Syracuse.com. So this story is filled with romance, absolute psychopathy, and flagrant, extremely dumb typos. Wow. Psychopathy? Psychopathy. Mm -hmm. On August 22nd, 2005, David Castor is found dead in his bedroom in Clay, New York, about 15 miles from Syracuse. David and Stacy Castor met in 2001, were married in 2003, and were both on their second marriages. Greg's off and running. He's, <laughs> the flowchart has begun. Get the notes. Get the notes. <laughs> okay. So when Stacy finds David's body, he is sprawled out on the bed. There are two glasses and an empty bottle of what looks like brandy on the nightstand next to him. An empty bottle of antifreeze is flung under the bed. When the police arrive, Stacy says that David hasn't been the same since his father's death a few months earlier and that he must have committed suicide. 
Of course, the police search the house anyway and find a brand new turkey baster in the garbage. Since it's August and there's no other evidence of a large meal having been made, police find the turkey baster a little bit odd. Wow, this is like Columbo. That's a pretty good observation. <laughs> that is a, a really yeah. good... Yeah. It's like, now, this is some good detective work, It's like actually. Sherlock Holmes shit. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, it gets dumber. But at this part, the detective work is that's, that's, top notch. That's very solid. That's astute observation. <laughs> mm-hmm. My God. So the baster has some liquid in it, and the liquid smells alcoholic. So they bring it with them. David's official cause of death turns out to be antifreeze poisoning. Mm. When a body is poisoned by antifreeze, large crystals form and are carried to other organs, and the body slowly fails. So it's a very slow, mm. painful, tragic death. Mm. The police think back to the turkey baster and the glasses. Good thing she really hid that bottle of antifreeze well. Just toss that <laughs> yeah. into the bed. <laughs> so the baster has David's DNA on it, but not his fingerprints. And the same oh, is boy. true of one of the glasses. But the police know he couldn't have drunk the antifreeze and then gotten up to throw the turkey baster away mid-poisoning. Right. So they're a little suspicious. Or, I mean, fling, flung the... <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. flung. Yeah. When you see the crime photo, it's like flung oh, under the crime photos of this? Yeah. Sweet. We'll put that That's on why I site. said looks like brandy, because I, I tried to see what it was, but <laughs> it looks like a brandy bottle. Anyway... <laughs> So the police then went, wanted to interview Stacy's first husband, Michael Wallace, and um, he's also the father of their two daughters, Ashley and Bree. When they search for him, they learn that he is also dead. Five years earlier, he'd been going to the doctor because he was feeling drunk and dizzy all the time, and in January 2000, Michael Wallace died on the couch where his daughter Ashley found him. When Ashley expressed concern to her mother about his condition, Stacy told her Michael was just sleeping, but he was actually on his way to dying. Hmm. Once the police review his medical records, they learn that the official cause of death was a heart attack, but he was a 38-year-old healthy person. At the time of his death, Stacy refused to get an autopsy, explaining that she wanted to preserve the body instead. So the police, once they find out that Michael Wallace is dead, decide to exhume his body to see if there are any similarities between Michael's and David's deaths. This detective's like going for employee of the month. He's got oh. the turkey baster. He's exhuming yeah. bodies. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, this guy's got to be a lieutenant. Yeah, or a, he or wants a, to be. Yeah, he's got to be something now. And at this point, it's a criminal investigation. They don't have to ask Stacy if she wants them to exhume the body, and they don't tell her they're exhuming the body. So the same person luckily performs both Michael's and David's autopsies. Michael's body is also filled with crystals, and the medical examiner concludes that he was also poisoned by antifreeze. So Michael's cause of death is changed to homicide. This is a good one. I just feel like I'm at radio time or something. I want to yeah, around like, a yeah, fire yeah, yeah, just yeah. listen to Maria tell yeah, the story. Well, I, yeah, we're so, we're so quiet. I'm, I'm riveted it by this quiet. story. I was like, hmm, should I'm I keep going? Should I keep going? No, keep going. Okay. So the cops bring Stacy back in for an interview. They ask her if she remembers which glass she brought into David's bedroom. And she says, well, when I brought in the antifree, I mean the cranberry juice. Oh, oh. man. Oh. <laughs> that's your first mistake. So she then stops talking and asks for an attorney. Yeah, that's... that's but it keeps going. On September 13th, 2007, Stacy calls 911 again because her daughter Ashley has apparently taken pills in an attempted death by suicide. Mm-hmm. She mentions that Ashley has drunk a full bottle of vodka, and Stacy believes it is because Ashley blames herself for Michael's death. Well, she's thought this out. 
second level thinking here. Yeah, this this lady is a psychopath. Don't worry, it's about to fall apart. Here <laughs> comes the dom. Stacy discovers a suicide note when she is on the phone with 911. The letter is typed and printed out, which seems like a lot in a moment of desperation if you are considering ending your life to type and then print out a suicide note seems like a lot. Ashley's letter includes a confession about killing both of Stacy's husbands, including her own father. This is fucked up. It is so holy shit. So this lady, this lady, nuts. Holy shit. This is. She's got a dead daughter, and she's saying she found a letter from her dead daughter saying the dead daughter killed killed both of her husbands. Both of her husbands. Her daughter's not dead yet. No, not yet. But she's unconscious and struggling. Yes. Yeah. This is fucked up. That that lady is fucked up. Okay. Ashley's letter, which has absolutely no punctuation at all and drove me nuts as an editor, (laughs) reads in part, quote, let me take a deep breath. Mommy, when you read the letter, just remember I love you and everything I did is because I love you. I'm sorry all this is happening to you, but now everyone is going to know what really happened and they know it wasn't you. It was me. None was ever supposed to know about daddy, unquote. She blames the murder of her father on how he behaved when he drank. Hmm. About David's death, she says, it was easy. I asked him if he wanted something to drink, and I put the antifree in his glass with some soda. Okay. So are they making these grammatical errors so that you think it's a child or a younger person? That's a a good observation. Okay. Well, Stacy really wanted the EMTs to take the note with them. So she's like, please, please take the note. Here, I found a note. I found a note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's telling everybody she found the note. So it turns out that... The word antifree was the same way that Stacy said it in her interview. She was not cutting herself off. Oh. She calls it antifree oh. without a Z. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder no. when, when there's that ding moment in one of the, probably the Colombo guy's head. I mean, these, these detectives were good because I don't know. What town is this? Uh, it's outside, oh, outside of Syracuse, Clay, yeah. New York. All right. The night before Ashley was found, Stacy and Ashley had drinks together, and Stacy made them, of course. Ashley, the next morning, is rushed to the hospital, but she survives the night. And when she regains consciousness the next day, she's able to deny both writing the letter and killing Michael and David. And, and says, my mom gave me a drink, and then I passed out. Pretty much. I mean, yes. In wow. summary. Let's, yeah. be, let's be fair, though. If she did do it all and she woke up and didn't kill herself, she'd probably say that. Whoa, whoa! That's I did not true. write that letter. Like, but there's a whole history. But there's a whole history of people dying point. from things they drank in the presence of Stacy. No, I, I get it. Yeah. I know you get but it. That's a, yeah, of course, she's going to deny it. So, according to ABC News, the DA William Fitzpatrick later said that Ashley was within 15 minutes of death when she arrived at the hospital, but she survived. He's basing that on some. Expert heard, opinions. Yes. yes oh, okay. Yes. It's so, not just yeah. a lawyer just coming in. Like, I was like, I was at church on Sunday <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I heard that. I'm, a, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a lawyer slash doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So next, the cops see Stacy's computer and find two drafts of the note in question. And again, be- again, the, the again computer. with the computer. <laughs> Take care of your documents, people. Like even if you do, they're going to a cloud. You can't. It you never can't. goes away. It never it, goes it, away. It, it doesn't go away. But just don't make it so easy where they find where they find two copies of it. Yeah. After they exhumed Michael's body, 
the cops wiretapped Stacy's phones. Stacy's phone. They corroborate the dates on the document with a phone call she was on at the same time, and they hear a keyboard clicking in the background. Oh, wow. This is some crazy sleuthing going it on. Is. In Clay, New York? Yeah. These guys are, I feel yeah, like... Do not commit any crimes in Clay, yeah, New York. Yeah, they got to go up to the big leagues. You got to take <laughs> them to like New yeah, York or, or got, Philly or, I mean, or a real city. <laughs> yeah. No offense to Clay, New York, but these guys seem like they're, they're major league. Yeah. So she also told the caller that she was home alone on that phone call. So they knew that Ashley was not on the computer in the background. She said specifically to the person she was on the phone with that she was home alone. So they knew she was typing this suicide note while she was alone in the house. These guys are great. Only one computer in the house, I guess. I mean, it's 2007. It's possible there's one computer in the house. Yeah. So Stacy is arrested September 14th, 2007. It's my birthday. Oh, see? Sorry. And her trial for the murder of David begins in January 2009. So here comes more dumb. I don't know if we've ever done that before, but this is just piling on. Stacy takes the stand, which very, very rarely works in the in the defendant's favor. It's never it's never no. a good idea. No, and it's why so many so. defendants on trial for homicide well, do I, not take the stand. Well, I think if you were if you were maybe legitimately innocent. And you want to take the stand and defend yourself. But you, it's always, uh, you don't know what the hell the lawyers are going to twist your words. If you're guilty, like she is, like you, she's obviously guilty, you absolutely don't want to take the, take the stand. She's going to get roasted up there. Yeah. So during her cross-examination, she blames her daughter very coolly and calmly in front of her daughter. Her daughter's in the... In the court. I mean, she's got nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, Ashley like, knows she's written this I mean, letter. So. She tried. She tried to. She tried to kill her kill at this her point. And pin yeah, a just, murder yeah, on her. Or two murders. Just, yeah, on just her. pin it on her now. It's crazy. It's fucked up. So when she's pressed by the DA about why Ashley would have killed her father, Stacy says, "I don't know." She doesn't even have a backup plan for why this happened. She just gets up there. <laughs> so it was. It she's was just her. like, I don't know. She masterminded this whole huge operation and then doesn't come out with like an excuse, a one sentence excuse as to how this would have happened. <laughs> Molestation. I mean, yeah. so what's William Fitzpatrick up to? He's oh. got to be all over this. Oh, this is kind of yeah. great. So <laughs> great prosecutor. One thing to note <laughs> great is prosecutor, that prosecutor, great investigators. Oh my god! So Ashley was twelve when her father died. Okay. And her mother was willing to pin a murder on a, 12- on a 12-year-old girl for no reason. You know, there are some crazy 12-year-olds out there, though. There are, 12, there are crazy yeah. 12-year-olds, for sure. I mean, I've seen some horror movies where the, the old man, the like corn. Damien's like, I don't know. I mean, he's probably a little younger, <laughs> but he's a crazy 7-year-old. So 12-year-old, totally possible. I don't think he was ever on trial now. Um, <laughs> he what? He, I don't think he was ever on trial. <laughs> You can't, so, you can't put on trial Mesophocles or how do you say that? <laughs> Mestalophocles? Mestophocles? Good question. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, Beelzebub. Mestophocles. You can't put Beelzebub on trial. <laughs> so, DA William Fitzpatrick, who is amazing, absolutely pummels Stacy on the stand. I bet you he goes Bill. by Bill. Yeah. You're really going to. Argue about William Fitzpatrick at this point. I like after Bill. We've been I like thinking of this guy, guy no, Bill. Yeah, you know, no, no, Bill. Yeah, no, no, Bill. Bill, Bill no, sounds no like he's argument. bringing the hammer down. William, oh. William from Clay, New York, is Bill. Yeah. Okay. So there's a YouTube video of the cross examination that is really good, where he just like <laughs> loses his shit. It's amazing, and he just backs her into a corner, 
I've almost never seen anything like it. It's worth watching. If I've got this vision in my head now it. of Bill moonwalking he's, he's, as he's oh asking questions. No, and he's got her. No, he's not Wugong. He has he's some not. class. Okay. So Fitzpatrick <laughs> describes Stacy's recounting of David's condition on the Saturday of the weekend he died. Quote, you said that he was staggering, that he had difficulty standing, that he had collapsed on the floor, that he got a gash on his leg, that he was vomiting, that he couldn't get out of the tub of his own volition, that you left him still on the floor on Saturday night, unable to move, that he couldn't get into his own bed, unquote. After describing all of that, she then said on the stand that he appeared okay and she went to a friend's house to hang out and left him alone. What's that? She changed her story totally? That's David's condition. That's oh, the second oh, husband's oh, condition, oh, oh, not so the first she, husband. Yes, so that was the one where she was like, oh, he's just, he's just drunk. Yeah. yeah, essentially. But I mean, any, Wait, any you, human with half a conscience would not be like, okay, see ya, I'm going to go play beer pong. I mean, I don't yeah. know what she did, but... This this lady this she's lady might be the worst. might be the worst. She is horrible. She's you said every episode when I listen to <laughs> this it's lady's true. the worst. <laughs> she is the dumbest. <laughs> I mean, not only not only the dumbest. Like this is, I mean, she's a pure psychopath. This it's is like shit. this is like yeah. some evil evil shit. Is that what psych- psychopathy means? Is that what you said in the beginning? Yeah, psychopath. Somebody that has uh, is a psychopath has psychopathy. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So Bill from Clay, New York, also details numerous payouts and profits she made as a result of David's death, including life insurance. David's IRA. Greg is cracking up. What's up, Greg? I just saw him write something down. Oh. And underline it. And it just, I wrote, it just, I wrote psychopath. psychopathy now. Okay. I don't know why I even wrote it down. It just... Just struck us as funny. Okay, good. Oh, I felt it. I thought it was like my seriousness. No, about no, it. no I saw him see me write, and he's probably like, "I'm thinking, why is he writing a psychopath yeah, like, down? He looks like a psychopath yeah, right now like, the, with this notepad." The fuck was there to take a note about? He's making a psychopath less. <laughs> I'm a very studious okay. student. Okay, so Bill from Clay, New York. Yeah, Bill. Also details numerous payouts and profits she made as a result of his death, including life insurance, David's IRA the sale of his truck and other funds. She also convinced two friends, which this is like true. We don't have to get into the difference between sociopath and psychopath, but this is some true behavior. She convinces two friends to claim that they were witnesses to David's revising of his will to turn more than $300,000 over to Stacy rather than giving it to his son from his first marriage. And they ended up testing, testifying against her. At sentencing, Ashley Castor, the daughter, makes a powerful victim statement. Um, quote, I've cried enough tears about this, and I don't want to cry anymore. As horrible as it makes me feel, this is goodbye, Mom. As hard as you tried, I survived, and I will survive, because now I'm surrounded by people that love me. I'm going to do good things in this world, despite making me, in every sense of the word, an orphan. Good for her. You know, you can see that. I mean, I'm sure she she has issues that she's dealing with, but good for her for standing up and just owning that. Her um, victim impact statement is also on YouTube. It's very powerful. It's long, but it's really moving and it's worth watching if you're interested. So Stacy was found guilty of murder in the second degree and attempted murder in the second degree and was sentenced to 51 years to life, making her 
anti-free. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she did, get, did she get charged I, with the first husband's yeah, murder? No. Right no. They used that as evidence in the case against David. They did not charge her. Mm. She's now known as the Black Widow, but truly, she should be known as the Dumb Widow, or the Spellcheck Widow, or the Autocorrect Widow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you go through, there's sometimes you go through life and you think like, you've, you've said this word the same way all the time and then somebody corrects you and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like she's this anti-free, like, she's been saying anti-free forever. Here's the thing though, she had a bottle with the Z-E <laughs> on the bottle and she's used it twice and she didn't know that there was a Z-E on the bottle and there's spell check, check Clippy, I don't know what year this, you know. Does anti-free come through as spell check? Anti-free, is that a word? If that comes through a word, that's a very tough situation when it, you misspell it, oh, a word with an actual yeah, word. Yeah, 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 100%, 100%. Okay, it did come through on my spell check, there's a red little line underneath it if I didn't capitalize this it. This is spell check 2022 i mean who knows what 2007 clippy knew clippy knew what he didn't care about capitalization do you mean (laughs) anti-freeze hello (laughs) okay so stacy this is good news as far as i'm concerned stacy castor died of a heart attack in prison good on june 11th 2016 at the age of 48 oh man and after her sentencing she never saw her daughters again no one tested that body for antifreeze. Her body? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, everyone man. else was heart attacks, right? 30 Because she was probably attack? asking in prison, do you have any antifree? And everybody's like, we're all antifree. Nobody <laughs> gets out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, lady? <laughs> you, don't think, you think people around her had told her? Like, I have family members. I will say it's not icing. It's icing. Yeah, icing. And they, oh, just, yeah. they just can't lose it. Icing's a big one. Yeah, yeah. So maybe... I'm curious if people around her are like, it's antifreeze. Okay, but here's, okay. Or they're just like, man, that, we can't correct her because it's so dumb. I do. I have I have a relative who's hopefully not listening to this podcast who used to say windshield factor instead of windshield factor and nobody would tell <laughs> Oh, wow. That's great. Windshield factor. Because it is also it's very cold on the factor. windshield. I mean, it does get wind. cold. Yeah, you yeah. know, it kind of works. No, as far as I know, nobody yeah. ever told him. It's but a loose interpretation. If you're typing up a suicide, I mean, that whole thing had yeah. no punctuation. She didn't have spell check turned on clearly because there was no punk the whole if you see the whole letter there's not even a period at the end of like seven paragraphs it's just one sentence that word document was just filled it with red squiggly littered. red and blue yeah squiggly she's like oh this must just it. be the font there's red lines under this font because it, honestly it's insane I, of all the people we have listening in State College, I hope there's a meteorology student and who's in the PhD program. And I would love a thesis done on the windshield temperature oh. versus the wind chill. And see how like close it is. I bet you the windshield temperature is pretty darn close to the windshield factor. It probably is. And yeah. I have a feeling my relative just like put his hand on the glass and was like, ah, cold. Cold, freezing. Freezing. Man, did you see finger almost wind? stuck to it. It takes so long to clean off the windshield in this weather. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we need to recap the dumb. Yeah. yeah. Anti-free is the obvious. Anti-free. Anti-free, but if you're going to do it, you just fling it under the... You you, you have it in the same room as the crime? That's ridiculous. Ri- you got to well, get rid of it. You, you don't throw your... The device that you use like to... throwing a knife under the, the bed. Yeah, that's no, exactly what it is. Find it's it? like, Come yeah, on. Like the... You, you don't throw your the way that you're administering the poison just right in the garbage can. Yeah. I actually think that it's likely that she planted that to make it look like he drank antifreeze to kill himself. 
So that's why so he the, had it on the I mean, is that a common way to go? Do people. There's no. Well, to her it is. She killed two people with it. Yeah, so. yeah, no, but it's yeah, as but a suicide option. Yeah, if she was probably trying to differentiate. I'm not defending her decisions because yeah. her decisions are clearly off the rails. But yeah. the first husband, she said, oh, heart attack. He died in his sleep. So she probably was trying to differentiate between the first husband's death and the second by saying, oh, he committed suicide drinking antifreeze. But who would do that? She's this person is is despicable. She's horrible. Yeah, terrible. I thought antifree was kind of funny though. Antifree's good. Yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, just in general, the just, idea yeah. that that's what caught her is she didn't know how to say antifreeze right. <laughs> and just being on the computer, fucking like, horrible person. Yes, yeah. I am home alone. I'm home alone. Typing while I'm talking to you. <laughs> how do you spell antifree? Yeah, yeah. Is there a hyphen in antifree? <laughs> If you put a hyphen in it, I don't think the spell check would get it. It doesn't usually. It usually doesn't take. Did I tell you words. again? I'm home alone. <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> if it's 2007, she might be using like an old mechanical keyboard, so maybe just clacking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have. I'm, I'm yeah. on a wood table. I got my sound effects. <laughs> Horse galloping. You don't. You don't <laughs> keyboard. This is Monty Python. <laughs> 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 You don't have a uh, mechanical keyboard sound effect on that thing yet? No. Wait, did we recap all the dumb yet? I mean, we got turkey baster, bring the antifree, uh, spell check. Don't uh, type and print out a suicide note. Well, yeah, they, well, they, found and the, then they also found go, the two notes on her computer again. Yeah, and then you go to the EMTs like, don't forget this. I have a note for you. Don't it's forget this. It's too much. This. You got to like let them find yeah. that. Looks too desperate. Hey, yeah. take it, take it, hey, take, take it, take it, it, take it. I have something for you. All right, Jason, give us our socials. We are... Dumbline Podcast on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, um, pretty much everywhere Dumbline Podcast. Come follow, uh, like, subscribe, share, um, and please leave some comments. We uh, we like to uh, we'd love to interact with you guys a little bit more. Yeah, if you want to see Jason and I dance, follow us on uh, like TikTok and Instagram. It's not great, but it's, it's not it's, a pretty sight. It's pretty gruesome. It's so bad. Yeah. I also just want to say thank you all for your support. We really appreciate it. And keep rating, reviewing, and subscribing on all channels that you listen to. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. And you can leave us a voicemail with uh, comments, suggestions, or uh, story ideas. Just tell us your pronouns so we can refer to you properly. And the number is 267-428-1592. It'll ring four times and some robot voice will tell you to leave a message. Just do it. 267-428-1592. To call the dumb line. Yep. To hear from you. All right. Thanks for stopping by and listening to us once again. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Bye, dummies. Cheers. <laughs>